Every episode of The Angry Chicken is made possible by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash tack. For more of Jocelyn's content, check out jossplays.com. And if you can't get enough of Ridiculous Hat, follow him over on Twitter at Ridiculous Hat. The Angry Chicken is a production of A-Move TV. Time's up. Let's do this. You smell like a leopard gnome! I knew it! So hot! A podcast about Hearthstone and Battlegrounds. This is The Angry Chicken! Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Angry Chicken. Ben Bro just lied to you. We are not talking about Hearthstone today. We are just a Battlegrounds podcast because holy hell, the news. <laughs> I ambitiously added a five-minute standard section to the end that we will cross out halfway through the show. So I'm looking forward yeah, to that. I was going to say, I mean, like, the notes were long when I put them together earlier on today. And then Hat got in there because there was another stream this afternoon that I had missed. So Hat got in there and started messing around with stuff. And now they're like twice as long. So guys, I mean, it's going to be another long episode of Tack. But I know you like those. So it's all good. Uh, We are going to get right into it, but not before we thank our sponsors. So thank you very much to our patrons over at patreon.com slash Tack. This week's episode of Tack is brought to you by them. If you want to become a a TAC patron, you can get access to our very special TAC Discord server. Again, you can support us over at patreon.com slash TAC. I hope you have the news bumper ready. Good news, everyone. (laughs) But wait a minute, Joss. Uh Uh-oh. Wait a minute, what? It's an economy episode. That was an amazing dance. Thank you. (laughs) Just so good. (laughs) You have to tune in for the video content to get that. I can't express that in audio form. That's true. I, you know what? I was going to say I'd like to see you try, but I don't know if that's a good idea. Uh, So first first and foremost, guys, we are going to talk about all of the changes that have come to battlegrounds in the form of economy changes and reward changes and all of that super fun stuff. Uh, that kind of overshadowed some of the cool game mechanics that are coming. But at least this time, Blizzard, well, the Hearthstone team specifically, screwed themselves over with their announcement causing controversy instead of some other part of the Blizzard team messing up their cool announcement day. (laughs) And I have to imagine they anticipated some level of backlash. Just everything about how this was put together, uh, they knew that there was going to be pushback. They knew that they had to present it in a very particular way. They planned out the whole BG reveal season, how they did for the purpose of of mitigation, you know. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that there's even like a frequently asked question section of this blog post and it's all about like, this is how we're not screwing you over. Smile. Yeah. (laughs) It's very telling. (laughs) Very telling. Um, So, yeah, uh, we are getting patch 24.2. It is launching August 30th, which is next week. 
one thing that I missed in my first four or five read throughs of this blog post is that this is the final major Bee Gees patch of 2022. It was like right at the very end in this tiny little I can't even remember if it's in the main blog post or if it's in the quest post, but it's some it's somewhere like right at the very end. They're just like, and this is all we're doing. <laughs> so yeah, that was the I thought uh, kind of buried the lead there that, you know, like our battleground season. So this one started um, May it's 10th, a, was it? It's accounting for the holidays. It's all they're doing because it's every four yeah, months. Yeah, I guess that's fair. And so this would yeah. be December it 30th. Three. It's every it's a month after every expansion, three expansions a year. So it's usually battlegrounds is usually uh, May, September, January. So it just, this happens to be August 30th. It's not September, but it's, you know, close right. enough. Close enough. Um, yeah. So <laughs> they're just accounting for the holidays. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, we're going to have this until the start of next year before we get the major season. But I imagine we'll get the next major season like second or third week of January. I haven't plotted out the math yet, but they take the last two weeks off of the year. Uh, As do every most year. people. <laughs> yeah. Well, not me. I work in the movies. No, yeah, not you. It's our busiest time. <laughs> you get we call super it screwed. It's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, with the patch on August 30th, we are getting new, a new Battleground season. And with this Battleground season comes a Battleground-specific progression track. So they are calling this the Seasons Pass. It is Battleground-specific. So we've talked about this a lot before with the Tavern Pass, which is basically uh, what we've had up to this point that's had rewards in it for traditional Hearthstone as well as Battlegrounds and Mercenaries. I don't know what they're going to do with Mercenaries. That might be a, maybe not even on their radar. Who knows? Um, but in terms of this move, the the progression track, the Seasons Pass or Battlegrounds, it's basically pulling the Battlegrounds rewards out of the traditional Tavern Pass. So now we're going to have a way to earn Battleground stuff and a way to earn stuff for traditional Hearthstone and Mercenaries. Um, they are BG specific rewards that are going to be contained within this progression track and you no longer, or you no longer get battlegrounds weeklies in your main Hearthstone quests. They are being spun out into their own kind of quests. And we'll talk about that in a bit. And, uh, but you can still play battlegrounds. And complete quests that like play battle or play uh, battle cry minions or things like that or cast spells. You can still complete those regular Hearthstone quests in Battlegrounds. It's just um, there you're not going to have like the the weekly of win Battlegrounds as part of your uh, part of your weekly unlockables where we're used to seeing them. So and that's changed. <laughs> the BG's things that you do on a routine basis for experience, those are missions. We're going to mess this up multiple times this episode, but as you as you will hear from later in this episode, the word quest is load-bearing in Hearthstone and it does a <laughs> lot. So the the BG's things that you do, the tasks that you do for experience are called missions. So they spawn yes. off the the weekly quests in the normal rewards track, the core rewards track, are turning into BG's missions, which you get in addition to your quests. And there may yes. be a mission to do quests in BG's <laughs> because they're also adding quests as a mechanic. And when they yes. say that they mean quests in BG's, not quests out of BG's. 
Yeah, it's uh, there's there's a lot of heavy lifting being done by a lot of terminology here. So if you get confused, we apologize. We're trying to be as clear as we can. But there's a lot of crossover in terminology now between traditional Hearthstone and all of these new Battlegrounds features that have that have been announced. So bear with us. We'll try not to screw it up. So <laughs> um, inside this new progression track, we're going to have both free and premium unlockables which is very similar to the way that the Hearthstone Tavern Pass works. However, um, at least in the, um, let's see, I think we've got a an image here. Yes, we do. Okay, so um, in the Hearthstone Tavern Pass, I'm going to try to explain this for our audio listeners. There's kind of a, your level goes through the middle and then there's like premium rewards on top and general rewards on the bottom. There are tiers or levels within the traditional Tavern Pass that where you unlock two things if you've paid for premium. That is not the case for Battlegrounds. The Battleground Seasons Pass works. Uh, it works like the Marvel Snap one. I don't know if this is the same in other games. I don't play a lot of games that have a Battle Pass necessarily. So uh, Dead by Daylight is the only other one that I play. And that has a it follows the same um, format as the traditional Tavern Pass. So in the Battle battlegrounds season pass <laughs> i was gonna say in the battle pass and i'm just oh my god like man you guys I'm, I'm trying so hard here uh you have like level one is premium level two is premium level three is free level four is premium so you have like if you've paid for the premium seasons pass you get the same thing on level three as everybody else does and there's no additional reward but anyone who is free to play will not get levels one and two, if that makes sense. Runeterra works the same way as this. The okay. way I'm going to phrase it, audio listeners, the core tavern pass that you have right now in the normal one that has the, the regular and the premium, that works in parallel. You unlock two parallel tracks. This is sequential. You unlock stops you on the go. track, but it's the same track for everyone. Just if you pay, you get something. And if you don't, you get to see what the paying people get. And if you pay, you could have it right now. Why not just pony up some runestones? I mean, dollars. We'll get to that later. Yeah. We'll that later. <laughs> You're skipping ahead. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm too excited. <laughs> so uh, the Battlegrounds uh, specific rewards, they're going to give us some additional slash... Um, I guess you could probably say better rewards. Um, they're they're calling them premium unlockables. We're going to get emotes. Uh, so in Battlegrounds, emotes are those little. Well, you can see one on, on the screen right now, the level three reward. It's the it's the funny little faces that pop up in the speech bubbles, but there's no actual sound tied to them or anything like that. Um, so they're the little like like emote face guys emojis. And then uh, you also can unlock skins, which we've been, which we're obviously familiar with hero skins, but uh, there's going to actually be legendary skins, which include voice lines and animated portraits, which is pretty cool. Um, and then there's also going to be uh, tiered strikes. So we've had tiered strikes before, kind of. We've had two tier strikes, which does something when you deal damage and then a bigger, better effect if you deal 15 damage or more so these tiered strikes these legendary strikes are now going to have four animations that you unlock as you progress through the track so you'll have an additional um animation when you knock a player out 
regardless of the amount of damage that you do. And then when you knock a player out and also come first in the lobby. So there's four animations total in these tiered strikes. And so you'll get the the two tiered one to start and then you'll unlock tiers three and four as you move through the progression track. Fatality. There you go. They're they're fatality animations. Um, They seem pretty cool. I know Nicolina did a video with uh, Alicia Cornelia, the producer, and Jen Stacy, a designer, and they went through some of these. Uh, The cosmetics in this track, they look pretty sick. It's uh, the. Did you see the theming for this season? I did, but we're not talking about that yet, Hat. Okay. That's, that's one of well, the things that's down below that got lost in Runegate. <laughs> okay. We'll come we'll come back to that, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, we will come back to that. Um, so the progress, as we mentioned, progress for the BG's track is gonna be separate now from the traditional tavern pass. So you earn progress only by playing battlegrounds. You get some XP per battlegrounds lobby. But the big way you're going to progress through this track is going to be by completing the Battlegrounds missions that Hat mentioned earlier. They have promised more free rewards than ever before, which is, you know, like they haven't given us too many Battleground cosmetics just straight up for free, if kind of any other than the ones that they had in the Tavern Pass, which I think even then the majority of the Battlegrounds heroes and stuff, they were all on the premium top level of the Tavern Pass, right? So they haven't given us too many BG's things for free. So that's not really a hard goal to hit. (laughs) Yeah, it's BG's cosmetics has been a long and winding road that we will also uh, illustrate and give a little retrospective. Um, This is their attempt at figuring it out because I don't really think it was working all that well before. They were cool, but they it was hard to keep heads or tails what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have tried to design the progression track in a way that you will be able to complete it with a reasonable amount of air quotes amount of playtime through the battleground season. So there is 20 to 60 experience required battlegrounds experience required per level. There's 40 levels and 2000 experience total over the course of the season that you have to earn each battlegrounds win. So that's a top four finish gives you 10 XP. But if you lose, so if you come fifth to eighth, no XP. It's either <laughs> 10 or zero. There's no in between. There's no scaling based on placement or anything else. It's did you win or you lose 10 or zero. Um, so that's not necessarily going to be the main way that you're going to try to complete your progression. You're going to be doing Battlegrounds missions. And so these are like the traditional daily and weekly quests. Like we talked about a few minutes ago. You get three missions per week. Each of them is worth 60 experience, which is one level on your progression track at the most expensive level. So they they start out low at 20 experience per level and go up to a maximum of 60 experience per level. So if you're doing your missions every week, then you're getting three levels a week just from your missions. And the really cool thing is that if you don't finish your mission, so if you take a two month break from Hearthstone, you'll have eight weeks worth of missions that are just banked till the end of the season. So you don't lose out if you don't play, which is really cool. Um, There's actually a tweet from Celestalon that we have in our show notes if you guys want to go and check them out. Um, But Celestalon said that it works like a queue. So you'll be able to see your... BG's quests and as you complete the ones that you can see more will like fill in from behind 
Um, so you can go and sit and have like a week long BG's bonanza <laughs> at the end of the season and you have all of those quests available to you and you don't lose that XP. They just kind of get stored there for you, which is really cool. I'm really jealous. I want this in <laughs> I want this in Marvel Snap, but I also want this in Constructed. Um, yeah. Because it's just so player friendly. And if you do the math, you will finish the tavern, the, the pass, finish the whole thing, the all 2000 XP with about 12 weeks worth of play, 12 weeks worth of missions, even if you never top for a single lobby. And there are 16 weeks in a season. So as long as you, yeah, it's <laughs> roughly, um, it's four months ish and three months will complete the pass if you never top for a single lobby. So I'm looking forward to this because I don't plan on top fouring any lobbies um, and I will finish <laughs> the free track. That is not how we play Battlegrounds. No, <laughs> top fouring lobbies. Imagine that. <laughs> I, I have to. Um, so we will, We you can finish this whole track without winning a single time and also skipping a month's worth of missions. Um, it's not going to be difficult to get to the end of this. Yeah, so this, I think, is a very player-friendly change, which is nice. We're going to be talking a lot about player-unfriendly changes tonight, so I feel like it's nice to highlight one of the things they're doing right, because you're completely right, Hat. Like, Marvel Snap is very, like, they started off in a pretty good place, and I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but um, now they're in a place where it's like, if you don't log in every eight hours or so, you definitely get a pile up of missions and you start missing out on, on, um, their in-game currency and all that kind of stuff. Um, there is no kind of backlog, same in constructed. If you like, you have your queue of three dailies or four or whatever it's at now. Um, and then if you don't do them, like there's no queue behind that fills them in. So I would like to see this on the, on the constructed side of Hearthstone for sure. Um, but yeah, like Marvel Snap has very much turned it into like uh, one of those <laughs> kind of predatory kind of systems that we're going to talk about later because they're like, oh, hey, do you have empty slots? You can fill them with our premium currency. That's yeah. shitty. <laughs> and there's a huge reward for finishing 35 of your 42 weekly quests. It's uh, six yeah. a day, but they refill every eight hours. There's a maximum of six slots. So if you don't play and clear them every day, you're missing out. And if you do finish mm -hmm. them, you get a bunch of stuff. And if you overflow, if you want to refill them after you clear them, then it costs not a lot of money. Premium. But not no premium money. Premium money. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. no money. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, like I, I think there are there are predatory ways to do this. And this implementation of having a backlog that just and it's not even a backlog of a set amount. It's like if you don't do them, they just sit there forever. So like <laughs> well, until the season reset. <laughs> until the until season the reset. Next, yeah. Until the True. next point two yeah. patch. You can't carry them over into the next season. You do Correct. have to do them. Like if you want credit, you have to log in once every sixteen weeks and play a bunch. Which, yeah. you know. Which is if, is not a, a not a big ask. <laughs> if you don't do that, why do you care about battlegrounds? You don't play battlegrounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very fair. Um, so, yeah, I think this is the most uh, the most kind of like player friendly change that they've made, considering that they've put a premium seasons pass into Battlegrounds. Um, so missions don't reward you any Tavern Pass XP. So they have totally separated the XP um, in terms of like going toward like the actual missions themselves counting towards they've separated those quests out quests and missions out into the two separate passes. Um, you will still earn Tavern Pass XP like you currently do playing Battlegrounds. So like a little bit every game. 
But um, yeah, you don't get like the big burst of XP. They're taking those uh, BG weekly missions out and all the rest of it. So and like we said earlier as well, you can still use Battlegrounds to complete your Tavern Pass quests. So if you have things like play minions, summon minions, um, you know, uh, play battle crime minions, play spells, all those kind of things can be done in BG still. Um, so there's still a little bit of crossover there, which is kind of nice. Um, and they've also said they're going to make adjustments in future seasons if necessary. So if this is hard to complete somehow, then they're open to to fixing it later. Yep. It's, uh, I don't know about the tuning here, but it seems to be tuned to be pretty player favorable and easy to complete in a lot of ways. And this is on top of the normal core rewards track as well. Um I don't think this is the part that anyone has any concerns about, except for it's confusing because the words XP and quests and missions are just like we talked Reused about. They're hard to keep so track of. Places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're just uh, showing the the legendary tiered strike on stream now. It's it's pretty like it's pretty cool, but I feel like the super ultra hooray you came first strike. It, it's a little bit much. And I'm actually really glad that like you're only going to see it when you finish first because it's so long. <laughs> like, I'd be worried about it taking up my turn timer. <laughs> it's, this is extra as hell, and I am here yeah. for it. It is, you're, There's you didn't let so me talk many about glitters. the theme. You didn't let me talk about the theme yet. <laughs> and I'm still not going to because we're about to talk about how, how BGs is still free to play. Air quotes. <laughs> you won't let me talk about anime. Let me talk about Sailor Moon for one second. <laughs> you can talk about Sailor Moon in like 20 minutes, okay? We need to get through. Oh, you think through... we're going to get through the econ section in 20 minutes? I'll take that in other lies for 200, Alex. <laughs> okay, let's get into this then. So a big part, I'm going to scroll through and see if we can actually find out where it says um, I'm going to totally fail. Um... Okay, so this 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 part here, I'm just going to leave the strike going on the screen. It's visually interesting. Uh, so essentially, with the season's pass, if you do not purchase the season's pass, you are only going to be able to select from two heroes at the start of each BG's lobby. And at first you think, that's cool. That's no problem because that's how BG's perks worked. Except here's the big change. Hearthstone is introducing a premium currency called Runestones that is replacing real money in Hearthstone for some transactions. And they have made the Seasons Pass purchasable either with real money or Runestones, but not gold. Which means the only way to get your four heroes select to select from at the beginning of your BG's lobby is to pay your Seasons Pass in real dollars um and people are pissed understandably <laughs> um so there are two things going on here there are two very different things there's the runestone thing and there's the you have to pay real money to get the two heroes thing which one are we starting yes with? uh let's start with the pay to win two heroes discussion we'll start with that and then we'll talk about why runestones makes me throw up in my mouth okay okay you can get some water <laughs> first <laughs> so the discussion around pay to win is essentially that no matter how much Hearthstone promises to, and they have, that's in the, the reveal article, is they have said that they are committed to balance. 
And as much as they might say that, when you have a hero pool of 70, 80 heroes and you only get two, then you're going to have a like there's going to be variance. There's always going to be a top and a bottom. And as we've hit, seen hit. in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, so as we hit. have seen in Battlegrounds over the past three years, the difference between the top and the bottom can uh, like average placement can actually be pretty big. We've had heroes hitting average placements. Well, I mean, most recently we had average placement of what one point something, wasn't it? One point <laughs> we talked about last week. One point nine five, yeah, for Yasera last week, um, which is insane on average coming first or second, bonkers. Um, but then on the flip side of that, some of the worst heroes that we've had have been down and have been averaging five and six, right? Like that's a huge difference when you're averaging. And, you know, those are extreme examples of when heroes have performed very, very well, like game breakingly well versus, you know, game breakingly bad almost. Um, but even in, in a, in a, the most balance that Battlegrounds has ever felt we're still talking about usually a difference of two or three placements, right? So we're usually talking about an average placement somewhere in the threes to an average placement in somewhere in the like fives to sixes. And that can feel really bad if you're offered two sixes in your hero select. If you're offered four choices instead of two choices, that's twice as many chances to roll a good hero. That is a very big competitive advantage. You're allowed to be twice as mad when you miss. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. Um, before before I respond, because this is important discussion, I'm gonna zoom out for a second. I have a disclaimer. I have a disclaimer. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's it's a multi-layer disclaimer. Listener, this entire episode is going to involve context and nuance and discussion because there's a lot of different perspectives. The important thing to keep in mind, the number one thing that I would ask of you, anyone whose name you know that works on Hearthstone didn't make this decision. If you know their name, they weren't involved. The business team, I, we don't see them. We don't talk to them. They don't do interviews. The designers don't make calls about monetization. Uh, the producers don't make calls about monetization. So the streamers don't make that call. The players don't make the call. Be kind to humans on the internet. Don't harass people in their <laughs> mentions. Like if, if you're replying to the Hearthstone social media account on Twitter and they're posting a Battlegrounds picture and you're like, yeah, now fix the economy. That's silly. Well, do something better with your time. Um, but be nice to humans on the internet. The The business team made this call. Second of all, we're going to discuss what we've been told at face value. I believe people, I believe especially the designers who have to inherit this decision and work with it and live with it, they don't have any reason to lie to us. And in fact, it gives me, it, I'm inclined to trust the designers when they stick their neck out for the business team because you would have to be really, really dumb to lie about something that was immediately disproven for a decision that you didn't make because it'd be way easier to just not say anything. So if they're going out there and saying something, I'm going to take that at face value. However, I also don't trust large faces corporations and the and the practices that we will be discussing today are inherently not pro-consumer. They are pro-business. They are only pro-consumer if you have a lot of faith and investment and trust in a company doing the right thing over time. And if there's any company that doesn't deserve that benefit out right now, it is Blizzard. Despite the fact that we know and like a lot of really cool people that make a really cool game, they weren't involved in this decision. 
The point is to illustrate, like, we have friends that work there, but also we're not trusting the company, and you never know. So we're going to trust people with what they say if it makes sense for them to say it, but also we don't know, like, we don't expect Blizzard has our interests in line. Does that yes. make sense? Is that Correct. fair to say? Yes. Blizzard, <laughs> Blizzard with a big capital B is not interested in protecting any any one of us or even the sum of us. <laughs> yeah, so we, there's no there's no need to we're not making excuses for the company but also when we know really cool people that are like listen I didn't make this call but here's why we did it it would be dumb for them to lie and they have no reason to say anything other than to tell us the truth. So I'm not going to assume that they're going to lie just to distract us when it's we can come back and we can be like hey why'd you lie about this? That wouldn't make any sense. Okay, so can we talk about balance for a second? Because it was brought um, yes. up in the chat room. So that that line they have in here, was we're committed to maintaining hero and gameplay balance. I have a two-word reply to this. Come on, buddy. Like it's, it's There's no way. That was that, those three. <laughs> come, come on, on buddy. <laughs> come on. Oh, C apostrophe M-O-N. Come on. Come on. Is, that, <laughs> okay. <that> is, okay. <laughs> I'm going to call that one word. Yeah. Don't nickel okay. and dime. Uh, it's just, it's... The idea of two heroes versus four heroes not being a competitive difference is laughable. Ha! I laughed. Uh, but it is... But, it, it like, if you don't care about your MMR, does it matter anyway? I don't care about my MMR, so it doesn't matter. If I did care about my MMR, I would have to pay for this if I wanted to win more. Like, it's... it. No matter what framing you take, no matter how good someone can be, Slissa on an F2P account with two heroes is way better than me with four heroes. Doesn't mean she wouldn't get <laughs> an advantage. <laughs> Doesn't mean she wouldn't have an advantage from having four heroes. She would, and if she wants that advantage, she has to pay for it. It is objectively you spend money and then you have a better chance to do better. Doesn't mean she can't win anyway. Doesn't mean that she needs it. Doesn't mean that I would do better if I paid. And I don't care about my MMR, so I might not pay. But it, it is objectively money in, better chance to do better out. There is no way around that. And this line about balance, yeah. they shouldn't have even put Which this in the block. Essentially, is this is essentially the definition of pay to win, right? Like you are paying money to win, <laughs> pay to have a better chance at least. Like it's it doesn't change your drafts. I would imagine this is a lower impact decision than the vast majority of some total decisions in the lobby, but it's not nothing. I've definitely seen that debate being had on Twitter specifically. And I, I mean, that's my social media platform of choice for better or for worse. That's where I spend a lot of my time. Same and it's worse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but essentially, uh, a lot of the discourse that I saw around that topic specifically was how battlegrounds play out, how much your hero choice actually plays into things like even just like the random chance of the minions in your pool versus your hero choice, the things that you're offered from Bob and how like the ability to pivot and make those mid game decisions can be just as if not more important. And of course, your entire experience in the lobby is going to be dictated by the hero that you have, right? Like your ability to make certain decisions and certain pivots is going to depend on what hero you're playing. And, you know, so it is a it's a very complicated topic and idea, but I think it's it's the very first choice that you're presented with as a Battlegrounds player when you go into a lobby. You can like if you high roll your decision, like if you're offered two heroes or four heroes and one of those heroes is like Ysera last week, then like 
it kind of feels like you don't need to make any more decisions past that other than pick dragon, pick dragon, pick dragon and win. So, you know, like it is it is a very complicated conversation to have. And it's not that the hero selection has no impact. I am of the opinion that the heroes that you are offered very much dictates your ability to perform in a lobby. But that also comes from, uh, for me anyways, the kind of inherent way that battlegrounds exist. Like, and we've talked about this before. If I want to practice rogue, which I have really had, you'll be so proud of me. I've been trying so hard. I've been losing terribly. I'm sure I'm tanking my MMR, but I am trying to learn rogue. That's all I've been playing and constructed is rogue. Um, I'm always proud of you, Joss. (laughs) But that's a thing that I get to do in constructed. If I'm just like, I do not understand the strategy around Jandis and I want to practice her in Battlegrounds, I might go weeks without ever being offered her. So it's really hard to to kind of get better at very specific heroes. And so if you're offered two heroes that you don't know how to play and you don't have a lot of practice in them, whether they're good or not, like that's also going to play into your hero selection and make four heroes better for you to either like for those practice opportunities or to pick a hero that you're just more familiar with and more comfortable with. Right. And that, you know, you will perform better with. So it's again, it's a complicated topic. (laughs) I mean, it is, but in a way it's simple. It feels worse to have fewer choices. We all know it does. And the reason they show us the lock portraits is so that it feels bad enough that you just buy it and then you have it. Hmm. Okay, I haven't actually seen the implementation of this in game because obviously the the patch hasn't actually hit yet. So it shows them locked. I've always just bought the perks. So if you don't have perks, they show you the like. They always have. They show the, the outer portraits is locked. Yes, it's been oh that way the whole God. time. Is it is it blacked out portraits or does it show you what you would have had if you paid no, money? No, no, no. They're locked. They're just locked closed portraits. Oh, no okay, names. they're just closed. Okay. <laughs> Holy crap! How have we not talked about this before? <laughs> no, they're two. They're locked portraits on the outside. Okay, okay. Well, that's 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 less like Ger arguing, but I mean, it's, if they if they showed like a locked Yasera face or something, <laughs> no, it's so frustrating. <laughs> that that would be messed up, and it would yeah, be that would be oh, like no. psychological warfare. <laughs> And then you find out that everyone is shown a locked Ysera or a locked whoever has the highest win rate in every lobby of every game. <laughs> Someone's going to clip us out of context and it's going to be on Reddit. And we, th- this is not how the game works. I know. No, this is not how the game works. This is me just, you know, being super bougie and whaley and always paying for my perks. And so therefore never knowing what it feels like to not have all of the hero selection options. <laughs> I mean, for... As an incidental gold expense for content creators, it, like you did not even think about buying it before because you just got to have it without doing anything, which is, to be fair, probably why they said, hey, maybe we should make some money on our game with this thing that we try and market as an expense that everyone just gets for free. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the thing, right? So, So this is basically the single most desirable thing in Battlegrounds that you can control as a player. You can't control what like uh, minion types are available in your lobbies. All of the other things you can buy are purely cosmetic. This has an actual impact on gameplay. 
They know that their more serious Battlegrounds players are really going to want this. They know that probably a lot of casual players are really going to want this for the whole fear of missing out thing, whether their, you know, MMR is of any actual value or not. There's a lot of people that just want their four hero choices. And the fact that they've had it for, well, I guess not three years, because three years was when Battlegrounds was introduced. When did they no. start perks? November 19 was the BlizzCon with the beta, and then we got the beta access. Yeah. We got beta access five days after BlizzCon if you bought the DoD pre-order, and perks mm-hmm. were tied to DoD pack purchases. So oh, 10, okay. 20, so it was, 30. Um, so you got the extra hero choice from two to three uh, if right. you bought 20 DoD packs. I believe the 10 was the stats, and the 30 was the emotes. I remember it going, yeah, I do remember that difference between two and three, but, uh, but anyway, so the, uh, we have had quite a few years now of basically the existence of BGs has, uh, always had this purchasable for gold. So this is a really big shift for Blizzard to take with Battlegrounds, um, not allowing the purchase of the seasons pass with gold, which you can't purchase the tavern pass with gold either. Can you? Gold and BGs don't talk anymore. They're, they're, no, I know gold yeah. and BGs don't talk, but I mean, like, on the on the constructed side of things, if I had enough gold, you can't buy the Tavern Pass, right? Tavern Pass is... The, the cosmetic heavy pipelines, the, the premium Tavern Passes, it's always been made pretty it's clear. Real that, like, it's real money because it costs them a bunch of money to make the cosmetics. So, like, if you want it, you have to give them dollars. Give them actual dollars, yeah. Yeah. So... Or so, euros yeah, so, or Canadian dollars or whatever currency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some sort of real IRL money. Uh, so, yeah, the fact that they're taking away the option to purchase this with gold, it's going to sting. It's going to suck. And, uh, yeah, I think that, um, you know, and chat room, you guys are all, <laughs> I see blocks of text. I know you guys are all right that the, you know, the seasons pass in Battlegrounds is different than the tavern pass or then oh my god the seasons pass is different than the tavern pass because the season pass impacts your competitive viability you are all right stop with the comments that are too long to read <laughs> i'm reading them. Don't um, i'm not worry. arguing i'm looking, at them. I'm, looking okay. at them. I'm not arguing in any way shape or form that the season pass and the tavern pass are equal i'm just trying to make sure i understand what currencies go to what passes because this is getting fucking complicated, <laughs> which is very consumer unfriendly <laughs> and part of the reason why runestones suck. Well, we're not even on runestones yet. So, uh, yeah, like like Hat said, there are no plans for BGs to interact with gold in any way, shape or form. If you were a BGs player, you are going to like slowly earn gold through the tavern pass just incidentally, and you're going to have no way to use it other than in modes you don't play. (laughs) So uh, it's kind of odd that there is no gold sink in any way, shape or form for BG's players. Yeah, it's this is a big old bandaid rip. That reveals underneath there was a scab that they have been picking at for two and a half years of trying to figure out how do we make people actually pay for this shit. And it turns out the they only have one way to do it, which is take the thing that people care about that impacts their gameplay experience and make them and pay put it for behind it. a paywall. Because yeah. <laughs> everything else they tried very clearly did not land. 
like very clearly because otherwise they they would have just kept doing that if it was working mm-hmm. they would have kept doing it because you never want to do something like they're doing right now it's a ton of bad press my non hearthstone playing friends are talking about it in marvel snap discords they're joking about it which i find ironic but that's neither here nor there um <laughs> but it's it, you never want this kind of bad press. You only do this if it's a some a thing that you need to do and a thing that you need to do now. Because if the cosmetic pipeline was working, if they had a a goose laying golden eggs, they're not going to be like, well, we could make some omelets out of those and and just like you know ruin everything and get all this bad press at the off chance that people will pay more by pissing them off. It's they just they had to do this because no one else was paying for anything in any kind of quantity that made sense. Yeah, and I mean, I feel I feel a little bit bad, um, but I've I've been one of those people that when they started bringing Battlegrounds cosmetics out, I started buying a lot of. I bought like every BG's bundle, uh, but then, uh, and I uh, I feel like I'm going to be such a shitty person for saying this because I know there's a lot of very talented people that work on that team, but I felt like there was an increase in quantity and a decrease in quality. And I also really noticed in the bundles that there were like one or two skins for the heroes that I felt were like amazing, like cannot miss. They were so good. They were so interesting. They had like really detailed in-depth backgrounds and, and cool character design. And then the rest of the bundle would be not to that level of quality. And I'm not trying to shit on anyone. Like, I feel bad for making this point. But to me, in my personal, not an artist, I, just as somebody who buys cosmetics, I found over time the Battlegrounds bundles were less and less and less appealing. Um, And like the first ones that they did, because there was like the beachy one that they did. Like, there's some of those that I never even play the heroes, but like, they were so good. <laughs> that art was amazing. <laughs> they were like, fun. You, yeah, beauties you felt and like cuties. you had to have beauties it. and cuties. I love. Yeah, beauties had and had cuties. Yeah, yeah. Even though <laughs> Gentleman Shutterwalk keeps me up at night, because like, <laughs> yeah, that face is something else. <laughs> that's the kind of face that, like, yeah, it's just it's freaky. But Joss, you just made. You just made a compelling argument for runestones. Because if you just Why? want one skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But that's, I mean, that's even assuming, yeah, and we'll, we'll get there later. We'll get into um, that. Don't worry. This is called foreshadowing, listener. That's yeah. what this is called. I'm going to need another beer before the end of this episode. I was going to say, we're already halfway through our time, by the way. We're at 45 minutes already. So you might have been right to make the fun of me. standard section and just cross that out. Yeah, just yeah, get, give that a little gray wash over there. <laughs> but yeah, I did feel like... Uh, Battlegrounds cosmetics, they were very expensive. Those bundles were were a lot. Um, They got more stuff added to them over time as strikes were introduced and as they started making um, the custom game boards, then those started getting added to the bundles as well as the, you know, um, bartender skins and which obviously come with voice lines. So that adds some value. Um, But yeah, I did find that like the, the bundles were really expensive. And as they added more and more heroes, there were, you know, less and less chance that I was actually going to get a hero that I had a cool skin for. Um, So there were a lot of factors that really made me as someone who used to give Hearthstone all of my money all of the time for all of the things. um, Skip bundles, (laughs) which, you know, like I'm a whale. If I'm not buying cosmetics, cosmetics aren't working. (laughs) Yeah, well, and. 
BGs is a different ballgame too. When you got 80 heroes, like the marginal value of a single skin, I better really like that hero or you better high roll a bundle, which is why I think individual skin purchases is definitely the way. And it seems like runestones are designed to facilitate that. Uh, this is not me making excuses for runestones, blah, 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 disclaimer, see before, just it. if runestones facilitate single skin purchases... I will at least understand the decision-making process, and I will probably buy more skins just way fewer at a time, because it'll be just for the heroes that I like. Whereas bundles, it's just, it's a grab bag of random crap that you don't know who they nerfed last week, and it's eight heroes, and I like two of them, <laughs> and I might not see any of them. It just didn't make any sense, and I was overwhelmed by the volume of cosmetics in the shop all the time. I would buy, I bought the Gundam bundle, because I'm a weak man, and I had to. Um, <laughs> I, think I bought the Celestial bundle, and I used, like, all, like, a Celestial um, Gale Wing and Mr. Bigglesworth. Like, I will pick them because I love those, like, Celestial skins. I think they're amazing. So, yeah. you know, some of them I think were quality. <laughs> but if I already own skins for most of the heroes, like, and if I look at a bundle that's a third of them he skins for heroes I already have a skin I like, a third of them heroes I don't play at all, and a third of them kind of cool, how much am I willing to pay for that? Or if I could do a la carte and do, you know, $2 or 200 runestones, whatever, for a skin and then buy three of them, just the three that I wanted, I would actually spend more, but I, it, without paying the full bundle cost. I would actually spend right. more, personally. Okay, so uh, I feel like we're getting to a natural point where we should talk about runestones because we're we're kind of stepping around them now, and I don't want people to be lost if they've somehow if they're unaware of what runestones are and what runestones do. Um, are there any more points that you want to make just about hero selection being locked behind the season pass before we explain runestones? There's a lot of purple in the notes here. I want to make sure yeah. that none of your points have been missed. <laughs> I haven't made any of those yet, so. Um... This would be a natural segue if I knew how to control myself, but instead it's going to be an unnatural <laughs> artificial segue. Okay. All right. Fine. So we talked about how cosmetics weren't working, right? And and there are some statistics later in the document, which it, if we went in order would be a really nice show. So I'm sorry, Joss. Um, but it's fine. <laughs> they, they weren't working. So they have to pinch people that want to both be you know competitive or feel competitive and also want to play for free. And I understand that decision, but also nobody likes being pinched. I want to make a comparison for constructed players, and I'm going to let it sink in because this is very important. Imagine constructed players. If instead of a diamond legendary at the start of the premium tavern pass, which you can only buy for money, you had to buy the ability to mulligan the left and rightmost cards in your hand. Let's let that wash over us. Let's let that feel. That feels bad. That feels predatory. It's not how the game works. I'm glad it's not how the game works. However, don't give them ideas, Hat. <laughs> There's someone like with a with a suit and a mustache that's just doing this right now. And maybe they're actually cosplaying Sylvanas. That's a wow joke. <laughs> yes. Also, she doesn't have a mustache. Well, yeah, but everyone called her a typical mustache twirling villain because she was very one dimensional. Anyways, continue. it's true. <laughs> OK, but now let's now but, that I've over explained that for BG's players. And for our constructed players, for context, what if that was the case, but you got every card and constructed for free? If you bought the Tavern Pass to buy the ability to mulligan, but you got every card and constructed for free, every single constructed player on the show would slam that button over and over until it broke. Because it would be $20 <laughs> every four months for every card, all the time. So the only thing BGs has to 
impact gameplay experience, it has to be in game mechanics because they don't have any cards to give you. They're not yeah, going to do... Yeah, there's no collection. Right. So they're not going to do something like, what are some other options? Pay per lobby would be awful. Pay to unlock certain tribes in the lobby well, pay per, would be awful. Pay per lobby is basically the arena model, right? Yeah, that would um, be terrible. I, That'd be terrible. Yeah. So it's complicated, right? Because if you look at BGs objectively, the value here as a free game for the past two and a half years has been unbelievable. As a $15 every four month game going forward, that is still a relatively good value by any standard that I want to use to measure. It is less than the price of one small standard bundle. It is less than the price of that. However, it is still more money than you were paying before, which is nothing. And Mm -hmm. there's never been a single person in history that's like, the price is going up. That's good for business and good for America. That's not how that goes. It's just it, you you pay more for the same thing. That is obviously worse. But mm-hmm. like we talked about, if cosmetics was working, they wouldn't do this because it's all this bad press for no reason. The team is saying they need more support. They need to hire more cool people. They need to do more things. I believe when they're saying that, I don't think it makes sense for this just to be greedy and stupid and grabbing for profits that they were already making because, it, again, it doesn't make any sense. They are going to mm-hmm. lose players this way. There were players who weren't spending any money before. I don't blame those people for feeling bad. And in fact, I would expect them to feel bad because they got something blocked off from them that was a preset expectation. It was, I do yeah, s- exactly. Yeah. It was free. But I do still think BGs is a very good value. But I'm probably not going to buy this because BGs is my drunk couch iPad mode. And I don't care about my MMR. And I will absolutely see two heroes and I'll be like, man, I should I I would like it if I had four heroes and I'm not going to trust Drunk Hat to not buy this. He might buy this. <laughs> there is a good chance. And it'll be an impulse buy and it'll be something that I could see myself doing and it's something that I could see a lot of people doing when they want to climb and they get FOMO'd by the two locked portraits on the outside and there's and then I'll play with the cool legendary strike and be like, "Wow." And then I'll probably do it again. It's I it it for BG's mains it sucks. But the game is also just like so much game. Um, and while this is more money and while it's gameplay impacting, it's also like they say they need to make more. I believe them, but I, you know, don't have to be happy about it. I don't think anyone's going to be happy about it. No, I don't think. And I think that's kind of what it boils down to is no one is happy about this choice, even if you understand the reason behind it. And the fact that, you know, like they they're basically saying the BG player base is huge. We need to be able to support them. We need to keep the servers running and the lights on and all the rest of it. And in order to do that, we're not getting any money out of cosmetics. We need to get money out of you somehow. And this is the somehow. And it sucks. Like, we're not happy about it. But, you know, it is it is what it is. And I think that, like, it is totally within your right to make Blizzard hear your complaints. Just, again, as I think we said off the top, be respectful understand that the people that you talk to that you see online they're not the ones that made this decision any devs whose name you know any twitter handle that you see they're not the one i mean go tweet at bobby <laughs> tell him he's an asshole and then he ruined battlegrounds and Ugh. that'll be that'll be fine i'll, I'll he, allow that he doesn't even know what bg's <laughs> looks like i am certain no he doesn't he really really doesn't um so did you want to give a, a shout out for some stats before we talk about runestones Oh, yes, yes, I do. You just pasted them. Yes, I want to shout I out did. these things that were in them. our show notes the whole time. So, uh, <laughs> Kilmarnock in our Discord did some research in the past year, since July 2021. We have had 179 skins, 18 alternate bartenders, 8 strikes, 
They're no longer called finishers. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to acknowledge because once I get that joke going, I'm yeah, not going to be able yeah. to stop. Um, seven boards and six alternate emotes. That is so much crap. They have put so much <laughs> crap out in the past year. And I don't mean they're crappy. I mean, it's just like, it's, you know, a, a pile just, of stuff. There's is- just so much because all of that was paid. All of that was paid, right? Like they didn't give any other than the some of the hero skins that were well, even then it was paid because it was in the it was in the tavern pass, right? So like none of this stuff was given out for free. You paid for it with real money in one way or another. Either you bought a bundle or you bought a board or whatever, um, or you bought the tavern pass over on the traditional Hearthstone side of things. Like, yeah, they're I'm trying to remember if they gave anything away for free in Battlegrounds for cosmetics. Uh, I mean, they just made the the base emotes free after two and a half years, but I'm trying to think of the original one. I'm, there had to have been, there were a couple, oh, uh, J.K.L. Harris is correct. Uh, remember that we could go into the store and click a, click the guff skin and get the guff skin. Bofer with the fat raid? Thank you, yeah, Bofer. Yeah, hi guys. <laughs> we're just about to talk about runestones, so <laughs> strap oh, no, You're going to make them leave. <laughs> They're going to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so that's like, yeah, we've had over 200 pieces, uh, cosmetic pieces in Battlegrounds in the past year. That's a lot of money to spend, and obviously not a lot of people were spending it. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's kind of unfortunate, but uh, it's the way things have to be, and and it's going to feel bad for anyone who was a free to play battlegrounds player. Okay, let's 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 dive in. Let's talk about runestone. Yeah. So we've 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 mentioned it a little bit. We've talked about it a little bit over the course of our discussion around the two heroes piece on on the battleground side. Um, the season's pass is now available for runestones, which is Hearthstone's new virtual currency. Gross. (laughs) So Hearthstone already had a virtual currency. It was gold, but you couldn't buy gold for real money. Runestones now are replacing real money in transactions in the Hearthstone ecosystem. Uh, during the transition period for this first season, um, I'm going to try to scroll the blog post and see if I can't actually find the uh, the point in the blog post where they say this. But the uh, Battlegrounds XP, come on, talk to me about runestones. <laughs> Did I miss it? I, I don't know. Control F. <laughs> I'll control your F. Okay, here we go. Uh, Seasons Pass can be purchased with Runestones, Hearthstone's new virtual currency. During the transition period for this first season, so very specifically like 2022, because we know this is the last BG's patch in 2022. So during this transition period, the Seasons Pass can also be purchased with money directly in-game or through the Battle.net web shop. The Seasons Pass will... um, cost the equivalent of what the battlegrounds perks cost in the past so we're not seeing if you bought battlegrounds perks we're not seeing a change uh in terms of how much it's going to cost you but um it is only available for runestones or real money and from the sounds of this the transition period is the first season and so presumably in january when we get season three or season one 2023 or however they brand it 
we're probably going to lose that real money option and we're going to be talking root and stones only is my guess. Probably. I assume that they will uh, attempt to have a one for one bundle of rune stones to however much it costs because that's what they're saying they want to do. Uh, but also it might not be exactly the same as and who knows how it works for non US currencies. I don't know. I don't know. It's virtual currency is inherently not something that is consumer friendly and is also extremely common these days is it makes me tired. <laughs> Yeah, so so we did hear from Celestalon who said that 100 runestones is going to be the equivalent of one U.S. dollar. Now, obviously, that is going to change slightly if we end up seeing bundles that have some sort of like discount or something like that. So that that kind of 100 to one ratio may not stay the same depending on when you buy and how you buy and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And like Hat said, the the currencies that are kind of sitting Behind all of that, we've seen a lot of different, um, not necessarily conversion issues, but like you pay a premium if you're not paying in U.S. dollars and you don't have the option to pay in U.S. dollars anymore if you don't live in the U.S. as someone who lives in Canada. Um, so it's uh, it's a little bit frustrating from that standpoint. And any time that you put some sort of artificial wall between your real money dollars and the cost of something that you're buying it's just an extra mental hurdle, right? Like it's just an extra thing you have to think about, an extra thing that you have to try to keep track of. And the reason why like virtual currencies are so crappy and they have committed to making bundles available, but the language, even the language around bundles of various sizes is kind of sketchy to me. <laughs> so they've said that they're making runestone bundles available in sizes including quantities that correspond to major products so it's like okay that's fine so if i'm buying a major product if i'm buying the 15 or 20 dollars um whatever the the battlegrounds perks season pass costs i'm assuming there's going to be a bundle that's worth exactly that but then if I'm trying to buy something else, then are there going to be bundles that are available in just a little bit less or just a little bit more than what I need? So, for instance, a lot of other games, when they institute these virtual currencies, they get to a point where they say, hey, you can buy this for 500 runestones. But then they have bundles available in 400 and 600 amounts. And then it's like, well... I either buy two of the 400 bundles to get enough or I buy one of the 600s, but then I have 100 left over and then you end up in this kind of cycle and you get trapped in this virtual currency where you never have exactly the same amount as what you need, which feels even worse when we're talking about a game that's been around for eight years and has had very specific like $14.99 price tags on stuff and you could just buy that and that was the end of the story. And... The reasoning that we've heard about this, um, which I don't think is actually in this article, but we've heard from uh, devs on Twitter. I don't think it actually specifies. Uh, yeah, we have links in our show notes to Celestalon's tweets about this specific topic, because I'm assuming you're about to talk about smaller scale purchases. Transaction fees. Yeah. Um, and yes. shout out to Celestalon, who is a game dev that is not on the BGs team and not on the business team and just jumped right in front of this like he always does. Big props, buddy. Um <laughs> The this is so you can sell things for smaller dollar amounts because credit card companies, they take a percentage and they take a flat fee. And there is a reason that you can't buy a single pack for one dollar. 
It's you buy it for gold or you buy what two packs for three dollars. They have a minimum amount that they're willing to process because otherwise they lose money on it, especially if they filter through Google or Apple's 30% thing. Uh, so they're going to sell you runestones. They'll sell you a bucket of 500 or 1,000 of them, and then they'll sell you a skin for, I don't know what they're going to price that as, but 50, like... 50, 100, 200, whatever. It's yes. the equivalent of a dollar or two. They'll sell you a single BGC emos for 25, 50 cents, whatever. Like, I don't know. I'm making up numbers. It doesn't matter. The point is... Yeah, we, smaller, we don't actually yeah. know what the bundles look like yet or what the smaller transactions are going to look like, what pieces are going to be available in the store. Like, we know none of that. We know very high-level things, but... The reasoning behind it very much seems to be transaction fees and transaction fees from, you know, the storefronts and the uh, credit card companies or, or payment processing in general, whatever you're using, everybody charges a fee. That's why, like, when you go to a restaurant, they have minimum purchases. Like, it's because they won't allow you to just charge something on your credit card for, you know, a dollar fifty because then they make no dollars. <laughs> so, you know, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely a problem. Um, and it's unfortunate that the way around it, because Blizzard's not the only company that does this, obviously, it's Super really not. unfortunate Yeah, yeah <laughs> that the way that people or companies, not people, companies uh, find their way around these credit card charges is with these virtual currencies. And in most, if not all cases, it's very predatory and very unfortunate. And I, at this point... Don't give Blizzard the benefit of the doubt at all. <laughs> like I and especially when. So Heroes of the Storm actually did this. Heroes of the Storm used to have a system where you knew the exact dollar amount that it cost for your cosmetic. You could go and buy that cosmetic. And that was the end of the story. And then they brought in a premium currency and it got hella predatory because they were crazy with their weird bundle amounts and weird costs for things. And you never had a straight up like. I buy a thousand and I pay a thousand. It was always weird amounts and it created this like cycle of buying more to stay in the system. It was awful. And that's the same fucking company. <laughs> so like, yep. I love the Hearthstone team. Like I love them. I think they're great, but this is the business and the Blizzard business sucks. <laughs> like they have proven that they do this badly. I mean, Diablo Immortal is another one. Diablo Immortal is an extreme example. Yes, but it's the same company. It's a more recent example than Heroes yeah. of the Storm. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to assume blah, blah, Nettie's partnership, blah, blah, different example, blah, blah. Let me, let me hope. Let me cope. Let me hope and cope. But it's, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay out an example here. I want to assume good faith and the best of intentions and say what I'm about to say anyway. Okay? So assuming, <laughs> assuming. Every single major purchase that you used to make is exactly the same as a bundle in runestones. Every single one. Mini sets, regular sets. I was about to say mega sets. They're just normal sets. Um, <laughs> all the bundles, all the tavern passes. Assume that everything that's in the store right now has an exact one-to-one runestone system that somehow works in every currency. Let's, let's go ahead and make that base assumption. So let's talk about the thing that they said they're doing this for. The reason that they're making runestones is to sell smaller things and avoid transaction fees. Just that part. That only makes sense if you buy more runestones than you need. Because it can't possibly be we're going to dodge transaction fees by making you do a transaction of the same amount we would have charged. It has to be. 
It objectively has to be more. (laughs) So even if every other runestone bundle matches exactly and you never have extra runestones, you will only have extra runestones when you buy a $5 or $10 bundle and then wait for more small cosmetics to show up that you want to buy. That means at some point you have to give Blizzard the money up front and then wait. And even if they act in your best interest, which maybe they will, they probably will. I wouldn't be surprised if this is all just give us $2 BG skins and I'm going to buy all of them because I'm weak and I make a bunch of content and (laughs) I like having the skins. Even if that's the case, it's still going to involve me giving Blizzard an interest-free loan up front with the hope that they make something that I want later that I can spend their Disney dollars on. And the flip side of that, because we have seen them rotating th- things through the store. So so this is the other piece of that conversation, I feel like, is that if you're the kind of person that's like, no, screw you, Blizzard, I'm not giving you my dollars up front. I am going to wait until there's 500 runestones worth of product that I want They've been rotating skins and cosmetics through the store. They have been limited time bundling the crap out of the store in the last three to four years, not just with BG products, but with everything. Um, And so if they're going to make things limited time, that's yet another reason for you as a consumer to buy something and like Hat said, give them a loan up front. And that's not consumer friendly. I want to keep my dollars. I don't want to give them to you early for literally no reason. You're just giving them money on the idea that they might make something in the future and not only make it, but then make it available because they have not said every one of those. What did we say? 179 alternate hero skins that they've made are going to be available individually in the shop. I'm sure that's going to cycle through. There's no way they're just all of a sudden going to give us 200 bg's hero skins for a buck each like and you can pick and choose what you want out of past bundles like it's not gonna happen (laughs) they could put them in the crafting menu i guess like that is a way they could do it they could put them in the collection as a crafting menu and then make it a runestone cost i i also don't think that's gonna happen right away if they did like if it ended up being 200 runestones two dollar equivalent whatever for a hero skin and i could just go in the collection i could craft them whenever i wanted I would actually like that spin and that option. I might be able to make something positive out of that. I might be able to say, listen, I can pick and choose. Well, yeah, because then you can spend it like you can you can buy your runestones and spend them right away on exactly what you want. That's basically like real money in a nutshell. Yeah, right? Just it's, with it's an extra build step. my own bundle, right? Like if it's built yeah, my it's own, built bundle, your own bundle, yeah, sure. If that was how it worked and I could do it whenever and just buy them at a, a couple bucks a pop. That is actually like that is something we could use to make this positive spin. We could talk about this possibly if that was the implementation. And part of the problem here is that we don't know how they're going to implement it because this was buried in the middle of a Bee Gees features article as a throw in of, oh, by the way, we're changing the game's economy. Bye. Well, yeah, and they even put it, you can see it on the screen. They put it between like, pew, 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 amazing. Look at our awesome crystal sparkles. And then also, hey, here's everything in the past. There's anime and then skins. And by the way, we're changing the game's economy. Goodbye. It's like, what is that? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so true. It just, it, like, I, like, I, there's so much about this I didn't even notice until we started discussing what the hell is going on with these posts. And yeah, it's it is it's totally just smooshed in the middle, and it's like maybe they won't notice. Oh, we noticed. We see you, Blizzard. It's like, hey, you want to make a sandwich with peanut butter and an anchovy and jelly? It's like, wait, what did you say in the middle? I don't want, I don't want that. <laughs> no, you want, want a peanut butter thanks. and anchovy and jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, they definitely tried to to bury the lead. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it is it is difficult to evaluate what's going on here just by the nature of the announcement. The fact that we don't know the size of the bundles, we'll know all that stuff next week. Um, and you guys can tune in when we talk about it next week. We'll be right here at 8 p.m. Eastern next uh, Wednesday. Almost said Monday. Next Wednesday, <laughs> 8 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash Jossplays if you guys want to have the conversation live because the patch will be live on the 30th. So we'll know more at that time. We're basically like extrapolating based on things that Blizzard has done in the past and other game companies are currently doing. Um, and none of that looks good for a virtual currency system. And I think Chiron, we pointed out a couple times, like it feels predatory. I don't like it. This isn't the way I see Hearthstone. Like there's a lot of feelings going on around virtual currencies to the point that I wish they'd done a Runestone specific post with examples and like screenshots of the store and everything else to show us they're going to do it differently. Otherwise, we're going to assume they're going to do it the same way. And that's not good for players and consumers. So it just it feels bad right now. We don't have a lot of exact info and numbers to work off of. So we're making a lot of assumptions, but they haven't given us any reason to think otherwise. The perks conversation they put in the FAQ they told us, no, you can't buy it with gold anymore. They were clear about that. They mentioned it like four times. Um, they said, it's so we can make more BG stuff. I, you know, the execution, I think we can say, was inelegant, right? It's they put a paywall in front of the one thing that people wanted because it's the one thing that people want. They are making people pay for the game because they need people to pay for the game. They tried a different approach for a year. They threw everything they could at it. It clearly didn't work. I can at least follow it. I don't have to love it. I don't expect people listening to this to love it, but it's still, I still feel like I'm getting a good value out of Battlegrounds. I probably won't buy it, but there's a chance that I will. And if I do, I probably won't feel swindled about it because I'll get a bunch of cool animations and fatalities or whatever that I totally don't need. Um, and, <laughs> and it'll like, I get the idea that we're supporting the development of the game. You know, it's, uh, I don't trust the company. I don't want to be like, yay, I get to give them my money. So they get to keep giving me the game that I had before. Like, I'm not framing it that way, but at least I get it. Runestones, the reasoning that we got was not mentioned at all, not given any time of day, is a is an arguably bigger change to the game's economy and is really hard to trust or even find positive spin because if they had the implementation that we talked about where you could just go and pick and craft, that would be a positive thing for the player. If they're not mentioning it, I'm assuming they don't have it. I'm assuming that's exactly yeah. what you're saying, which is it's a skin a day, better get it now, and the only way to do it is to buy more runestones than it costs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we'll have to see how this is actually all implemented. Um, they basically did the, the why in the FAQ is literally we want Battlegrounds to be played and loved for years to come. The change allows us to continue to support and make content for the growing Battlegrounds community. So basically, you want the game, you have to pay for it. This is how you pay for it. Ta -da! Um, so, you know, like it is what it is. But uh, we are going to take some time now and actually talk about the changes that are coming to Battlegrounds that got totally overshadowed by runestone gate so uh please please stick around there is some cool stuff coming to battlegrounds if you still want to play after being super mad about runestones we do get it we get it um but hat now now is the time what is the theme of the next season of battlegrounds they did sailor moon 
It's called Magic <laughs> called Magic of Azeroth. The Dark Flight is attempting to remove magic in an alternate Azeroth timeline, and we have to work with Nazdormur to restore the true timeline with Sailor Arana and Sailor Dongrasp <laughs> and Sailor Is that George? I think, I think it's George. George. Oh man. It's so anime inspired like i am i am just absolutely into it it's it's and the the strike animation the the fatality strike that we showed earlier it's totally like sailor moon slash voltron sort of thing where like the crystal circle and it's like pew pew it's 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 really cool it's really cool there you go pew all the oh, pews yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh that's reno that's right kerfluffle saying in the chat it's that was reno oh look how is big and dumb really? he is yeah. <laughs> okay. Look, okay. I can see that. <laughs> I mean, both Reno and uh, and George are kind of big dumb glutes, so I get it. <laughs> I just okay. So who's in the who's in the top? Is that Elise? Who's that's in the Elise. top right? Yeah, that's Elise. It is Elise. Okay. Yep. Oh, I guess so we could can... probably just scroll up and see because they're all listed. And and to be fair, the season pass has a lot of cosmetics in it. There's a lot of stuff here. Uh, oh, Adventure Beauty Reno, which is the legendary hero skin, which means we're going to get some Reno uh, voice voice acting, voice lines, which is cool. That's, and at 19 and 20, there's a Tuxedo Bob emote oh. and bartender, which I assume is Tuxedo <laughs> Maskish. Interesting. I actually hadn't thought about that. Uh, so yeah, and then so I guess each of these four, these are the four legendary heroes that we're gonna get. Then um, I I would guess I saw yeah. So there's Arana, the legendary hero skin at level thirty six. Uh, then we've got Reno. We just scrolled by. Yeah. Uh, there's Varden. Is at level twenty eight. So probably on the eights. Nope, not on the eights because that would be too easy for me. <laughs> uh, on uh, level 12 is Reno, and then uh, Elise is at level 8. So, yeah, we get four this legendary is, skins out of this This uh, is cool as hell. Bundle. This is so yeah. cool. Oh, it's... I. Yeah. That's Bob in the picture in the tux. Oh, in the bottom right. Oh, okay, next to the, next to the chest. He does look it's, very dapper. Look pretty good there, Bob. Look pretty yeah. good. Well done. Uh, so yeah, we are doing the Magic of Azeroth theme, uh, which is kind of interesting because we're going to talk about the heroes in a, in a second, um, as well as the minions added. But they're Castle Nathria heroes and minions that got added, so that was the, kind of a curveball. I was all excited for you know season two battleground stuff to be you know more anime heroes somehow, and then yeah, we got Castle Nathria, which is fine. It's so for the characters, they're like it. If you meet a character for the first time in their anime skin, that's how you know them. In order for the anime stuff to work, you have to already know the character in a base context and then put stuff on top Fair. of them. Uh, so <laughs> they're they're giving us the, the anime characters. on top. <laughs> right, exactly. Anime frosting. That's what's going on here. Uh, so <laughs> you got to bring the character. Like, so they're introducing the new characters. Then we can get skins for them like later this expansion or next expansion or whatever that match whatever the theming is. That's that's fair. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah, we are getting the Magic Vazeroth theme. Uh, we are also getting quests. So this is a totally new Battlegrounds mechanic. Uh, and so this is replacing we are uh, Dark Moon prizes are gone. Um, so we're getting quests instead. And these quests are 
just bonkers. Like they are crazy. So they're designed in order to make each battlegrounds lobby different. And actually there's a, there's a complete, there's a blog post that is specifically about quests. Oh man, this is so good. It worked. Huzzah. Uh, so there's a totally new mechanic and they are made up of a quest reward pair. So on turn four, you're going to be offered a choice of three pairings. There are 13 quests total and about 24 rewards. And I say about because apparently quests and rewards have different offerings. Some rewards are offered in some lobbies and not in others based on um, whatever minion combinations there are or heroes because they don't want to have extreme situations where people just, you know, there's some perfect hero lobby quest combo that is an insta win. Um, so there's a lot of dynamic variability in what you're going to see in each of your lobbies when you're offered quests. So they're also dynamic in terms of the difficulty. So all of the quests have a number in them. So for instance, summon 20 minions, that number will change based on so many factors. It'll change based on, uh, what reward it's paired with. So if it is a, better rewards, you'll get a more difficult version of the quest. So you might get some in 25 minions instead of 20. I am making up numbers. Uh, and then there's also things based on your hero's armor tier. So if you have a worse hero, then it's going to be maybe 18 minions instead of 20. So there's a lot of dynamic fluctuation that all comes together to make these quest pairings. And so like it really is going to be, or at least it seems like it's going to be, different every time because <laughs> even if you end up in the same lobby with the same minions you're probably going to have a different hero and then you're probably going to roll different quests and even if you roll the same quest you're probably going to roll different rewards and even there the the rewards in the quest pairings are dynamic which means that like the summon 20 minions quest doesn't always give you the same reward that quest if you're offered it will roll one of the 24 available rewards like it's just crazy and part of me after they introduced naga and they had that crazy freaking lag problem part of me looks at this and goes oh dear god my game's gonna crash <laughs> like i'm very worried about stability <laughs> this isn't super apm intensive though well it's not apm intensive but it's definitely like computationally expensive i would think <laughs> i don't think so i don't think it's all no? that bad so it's you've got these are buddy prizes they took the parts of the buddies and they took the parts of the prize and they smushed mm. them together. On turn four, they give you three options. So 24 for the whole lobby. You probably get an easy, medium, and hard. I'm not sure. I'm not for sure that it's those three levels, but it's probably an easy, medium, and hard. And then the rewards have different tiers and the quests have different tiers and they scale up based on what are they paired with. So you have a pretty small number of quests that you're overall going to see. Uh, we know 13 quests. We believe there are 13 total options for quests. I'm pretty sure that was confirmed in the PC Gamer article, was that yes. there, are three, or there are 13 quests. So the thing you have to do is the same. How many times you have to do it is what changes. But the thing you have it's to actually do is the same. In, it's actually in the official... It's uh, in, if I scroll in down a little bit instead of talking, yeah. <laughs> then it would have gotten there. So, there are 13 total quests at launch, and all the quests uh, come as well as the two new heroes revealed um, today. So 
Yeah. 13 so quests that launch. <laughs> not a ton of them. And then 24 rewards that they dynamically shuffle up. Um, you said 24, right? So it's probably tw- each player will see three rewards. So they probably give they probably slice this up into groups of three and hand them out that everybody sees unique rewards because 24 is the exact amount that everyone in the lobby is going to see. Well, and it's really funny because they said or thereabouts because, like I said, they did. Right. Um, oh, yeah, because there's some bands and some changes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, depending so, so on what, I'm saying you know, what lobby sense. you're in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but I don't think it'll be that computationally intense because you just you basically you pick a buddy meter on turn four. But buddies had a lot of problems. They had some value. The value was that you had something to work for beyond just turn by turn combat. And it was a nice power infusion into the mode. The downside of when you played as a hero, it always felt the same. And when you played against the other 83 heroes or whatever, you had to keep track of so much crap because they were all different. This is, it's not starting in turn one. It's variable. It's variable based on what you've already done. It doesn't happen right away. It's not the same thing per hero each game. And what each person has to do to progress their quests stays the same for the entire season. So you get to learn the quest. You get to figure out how to disrupt other people's quests because the number of available quests aren't that huge. You get to see what other people's quests are, just not what the rewards are. Mm-hmm. You can learn to play around these quests. You don't have to memorize 84 different buddies. You yeah, can you learn what the rewards do. Things. Right. Yeah. So it minimizes the knowledge burden. It maximizes the player's skill, but it introduces dynamic replayability because each game you don't know what you're going to get and you play differently based on what your quest is. You're not just playing for turn-by-turn combat. You're also playing towards your quest. You ideally want to do both. I think this is really clever. I think this is really cool because it's this is a roguelike in my Battlegrounds, and I love roguelikes. <laughs> It's. I mean, it's true. I. They've. We all kind of thought that they'd do a roguelike, and then we ended up with battlegrounds instead. So uh, it only makes sense that three years later they'd come in and put a roguelike in their auto battler. <laughs> yeah, it's. This speaks to what I like in video games. So of course I'm gonna love it. But I do think that it's pretty clever to find a way to take the good stuff about buddies and the good stuff about prizes and mush them together into something that's a bit more predictable and a bit more dynamic at the same time. It meets right in the middle, and it sidesteps so many of the, so many of the issues that buddies have. You don't have to balance individual heroes the same way. You don't have to make 80, uh, 84 new minions and then a new minion for every hero. And then you don't have to get bored of a hero because the same buddy every game. I think this is a, a refined version of that, and I'm really looking forward to it i'm cautiously optimistic balance i am concerned about but they can just tweak the numbers on the quests or whatever um make them easier harder or on the rewards yeah they do seem to have uh quite a lot of points where they can uh, make adjustments in this system i mean just given all of the different variables that go into the quest offerings like from armor to lobbies and you know, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of room for flexibility here, which also means there's probably a lot of room for, like, they talked about getting rid of extreme circumstances, but at the same time, those situations are going to come up. So it's it's interesting to see, or it will be interesting to see how this plays out from a balance perspective, especially given kind of the promises that we were around the two versus four hero select issue. Like they keep speaking as if they're going to be able to balance the system in a way 
that you're not going to be penalized too much or that player skill is going to be the determination of who wins the battleground. Those are some pretty big promises that are only going to be harder to deliver the more variables they add. And quests and rewards are huge variables, right? So I agree with you on balance concerns. <laughs> yeah, but is the, the dynamic scaling... The idea of if I don't care, I can always just take the easiest one and complete it accidentally and just have mm. my reward online faster. It's the I would be really surprised if it wasn't easy, medium, hard, and people can just choose based on what they want to do each game. And the dynamic scaling of the difficulty of the quest seems like it'll play really well there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and some of them are very, very uh, kind of straightforward. So uh, the quests are, I'm not going to go through a whole bunch of them, but they're things like play battle cries, trigger death, trigger death rattles, summon uh, minions, play certain minions of a minion type. But there are a couple that I wanted to talk about specifically uh, because they're a little eyebrow raising. So one of them is lose or tie your next X number of combats. So that reward, like whatever quest or like whatever reward is with that quest. And we should say once you complete your quest, that's it for the game. So you complete a quest, you get a reward. It's a persistent effect. It happens for the rest of your battlegrounds lobby. Um, but to lose or tie a number of combats. And I think um, the example in the PC Gamer article, I believe, was your next three combats. So that number will change based on all the factors we've already talked about. Uh, losing or tying is not good. <laughs> and especially when we're talking about selecting these on turn four, um, we're not even talking about those early turns like turn one and turn two, where you probably are going to tie or lose, or at least it's not as punishing if you tie or lose. There are some heroes that can blow you away. And if it wasn't for the damage cap, they would just destroy you <laughs> as early as turns four and five. So um, that better be like lose your next lose or tie your next three combats and then win the lobby <laughs> well so that means power level but if yes, you can yeah. see that your opponent is doing that do you also power level i think that sort of thing is pretty cool you can see that your opponent's doing that maybe it's they're doing three on three or whatever they sell on five gold and they level and they're mm -hmm. like wait a minute look at their quest you look at them you see the level icon pop up Maybe I level two. And it just creates this really interesting dynamic interactivity mm -hmm. where if you actually look at what your opponent is doing, which is a skill that I haven't yet mastered, you can actually <laughs> uh, you can make a different decision based on the quest. And it actually like influences how the game plays out. I think that's fun. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one I wanted to talk about is uh, very interesting. Order your minions from lowest to highest attack for X number of combats. Um, so starting on the left with your lowest attack minion and then going to your highest attack minion, which has a couple of different potential downfalls because I'm thinking about things like Baron, which I would normally want to put all the way to the right, having one attack. This would not be a death rattle comp thing, <laughs> but it just like normally just if you look at the very, very basics of battlegrounds. In general, at low MMR, as I'm talking to a lot of people that came from Bofor stream, so probably not the audience that needs to hear this, but in general, you want to put higher attack things to attack first. You want to kill their stuff, and then you want to put your lower attack things later on. 
Um, so it's it's very much one of those things where they're asking you to do the total opposite of what you would normally do in Battlegrounds. So this seems like another one of those quests that is um, one of those like high risk, high reward type deals. Same as loser tie a number of combat. This is my favorite because it's very funny. It's going to be <laughs> bad to do and you probably shouldn't take this unless their reward is really, really good. But, but that's this what is I mean. Like, it, it must have like, although, I, yeah, they're not uh, they're not weighted. They're they're just man. I don't know. Woo. Well, it's, I mean, this, this one maybe, is crazy. <laughs> maybe if this is the easy quest, you only have to do it for one or two combats. Like if you take a crappy hero and it's the easy reward, maybe you do this one time and it's fine. And if you have one minion, by the way, you succeeded at the quest. If you power level and you have one minion, it's mm, you've done it already. So maybe this is telling me just have one large minion. I don't know. It's interesting. There are possibilities here. I like thinking about it. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, there's yeah, there's a couple of really cool um, options here for quests, and I, I look forward to to people actually putting together comps and strategies for how to do that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so rewards wise, the ones that we saw in the official blog post are um, to give your minion give your minions plus five attack. So basically, be Deathwing on steroids. Uh, start of combat, summon a copy of your highest health minion and discover a minion of your tavern tier can be earned endlessly, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> this is yet another twist that makes the quest system more interesting. I'm just going to keep saying this every time you bring up anything about this system, <laughs> because it's it's like it makes sense that they have a repeatable quest. It's something that you would probably think of you were making it. But as a player, look, this be like. How am I going to trigger that 12 times? How good is this reward? Is this worth doing? Is this more frequent than a Dark Moon prize? What's going on here? I want to play some Battlegrounds. That's what this makes me feel. It's the kind of thing that if like you would want to take a hero like um, Tree Dude that summons the that all of the um, the minions that you summon in combat get the buff Raybow. and the and Graybow. Yeah, see you new tree dude. Uh, so yeah, that would be the thing where if I saw this and I'm playing Graybow, I'd be like, huh, yes, excellent, endless discover minions, which is probably one of those kind of extreme circumstances that they'll make sure is turned off. <laughs> or they let you because it's fun to do powerful things and Graybow kind of isn't great. Yeah, I I mean I would hope so, but uh, yeah. Who knows? We'll we'll have to see. So that is quests in a nutshell. We also got some reveals from PC Gamer. So we got two new heroes announced. Uh, the first one is Sire Denathrius, who has uh, their hero powers. Who done it? It's passive at the start of the game. Choose one of two quests. So you get another quest discover that is available right at the very start of the game. Um, and it doesn't replace your turn for choice, which means you get two quests and two rewards for the duration of the battleground. So you could pick something super easy to finish and do it really quickly. And all of a sudden you've got that super early buff that Hat was talking about how great it was. <laughs> then it didn't actually start from turn one. Uh, the asterisk there being unless you pick Sire Denathrius, who, who does get those two choices. And then you get two buffs which I feel like is also going to be super powerful, right? Like you get two quest rewards that are then active for the rest of the lobby. It's, oh, we do get the two. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I want to play yeah, this. So Why do we have to wait? <laughs> 
Can we do this now? Well, you only have to wait until next Tuesday, right? <laughs> what I want to know. I'm sorry, Hat. I'm sorry. I would pay uh, so many runestones. No, sorry, Blizzard, don't listen to me. No, no, no. <laughs> Hat, come back. <laughs> a runestone a day. Uh, <laughs> Terrible. Uh, the second hero that was announced is Murloc Holmes. So his power is detective for hire, free, zero gold. Look at two minions. Guess which one your next opponent had in the last combat for a coin. So this is actually really, really interesting. There's some more detail in the PC Gamer article, which is linked in our show notes. There's actually AI in play in the background that's going to make the choice challenging. So you're not going to be able to, though the scoreboard's going to be a good tool for you. So if they have like seven Naga and then it offers you a Murloc, you're going to be like, well, I know that's wrong because they have all Naga. It's not going to be that easy. They very specifically wrote code so that Players would be challenged when they were playing Murloc Holmes. Um, the payoff isn't as big as Lord Baroff with his betting, which I think is good um, because I think this is probably going to be easier. Yeah, I would think so. Um, which one your next opponent had? Yeah, it's it's some kind of like weird wording, but basically it means like the person you're facing next. Um, so let's say you and I are going to face off in our next combat when I'm in the tavern phase buying my minions. So it's what your board was in the previous combat. I have to decide what you had. So it doesn't take into account anything that you bought or sold in the turn before we play each other. It's looking at your board state from the match before, from the previous combat phase. Like how scabs works. Same as how scabs works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I don't know about this one. I mean, a coin is nice. A free coin is nice. But this is a lot of work. Well, yeah, it's, think it, you much. get to do it. Well, this is a button you push every turn. And then you pick between two things. So, like, even if you know nothing about anything, then it's a 50-50 shot of getting a coin, right? For free. Yeah. Even it's, you can get behind that level of difficulty. I'll, I'll figure it out. Yes. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm not sure. So this hat, I'm going to lean on you a little bit because I know there was a lot of information. There was actually a stream today, um, Educated Collins and was it Shady Bunny that do the, the show together? Yes. Uh, the Hearthstone Battlegrounds podcast, which is, you know, yes. very creatively named. <laughs> so the Hearthstone Battlegrounds podcast, I thought you just didn't know the name of it, honestly. <laughs> um, they had uh, an interview today and went over a lot of stuff and showed a lot of things. So um, there's a demon rework coming. There is some some shenanigans with murlocs and poison and all that kind of stuff. But before we get to that, we did get uh, new minion reveals. Where did it go? <laughs> Oh, wait, was it, I think it was in the original post. It was, because why would yeah. we put things in, in the proper places? Um, so we did get two new minion reveals that were in the original Season 2 blog post over on the Hearthstone site. The first one is Rendell the Mr. Mind, which I thought that this was spelt wrong and it was supposed to be Mastermind, but I guess he minds the Mr. <laughs> like, like a butler? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um... It is a tier four, four or five minion 
with the text that reads, at the end of your turn, steal the highest tier minions from minion from Bob's Tavern. So you get a free minion. Now, I'm not sure, and Hat, maybe they explained it on the stream. I'm not sure if it goes into your hand or if you need the board space. Uh, this goes into your hand. It's the same language as Togwaggle. Ah, okay. Steel is the same. Yeah, so it just, bloop, and it just, it just yoinks it. Right <laughs> it the... pops it into your hand. Okay. Yes. Excellent. They're playing a lot uh, and... with, with tavern manipulation a lot this, mm. this uh, season. Um... So there, like, there's the stealing thing is a new thing, and then the way demons work, we'll get to them in a little bit. They're very snacky. They're very snacky. Okay. Oh, I see. As in, like, doing the the eating eat. minions out yes. of the tavern. Okay. Good. Yes. Which is pretty cool. I do like the like felbat mechanics and stuff. Um. So the second minion that was revealed as part of that stream was uh T Master Theatar. We talked about this on the standard side of things. I keep losing my mouse and I'm really struggling to make this scrolling work on stream. It's under your go. right hand. Oh, man. I too many monitors. Too many monitors. Uh, T Master Theatar, who I talked about when we had the Theatar card revealed and constructed. I love this character in Warcraft. So the more Theatars we have that introduce him to more people, the better, because he's awesome. So this is a tier six minion uh six attack six health text that reads after you play a minion with no minion type give three friendly minions of different types plus two plus two so basically theatar throws a jug without you actually having to find and play a jug and have that board space so you need to play a minion with no minion type so like the sparring partner the guy that gives somebody taunt um he has no minion type so therefore you would play him, give somebody taunt, which is his battle cry, and then three friendly minions of different types would get plus two, plus two. So it's menagerie support. This is a weird card. Okay, so <laughs> it'll never buff itself. Mm -hmm. It'll never buff a Manted Queen. Correct. It cannot buff but a Manted, Manted Queen. Queen would be really good with this because Manted Queen would get a whole bunch of different adapts if you have, you know, four or five. Um, right. Minion types. Yeah, four or five and minion would, types on your board. Yes, because it adapts for each minion type. Right, and Manted Queen would trigger Theatar. Yes. Because she, as herself, Manted is not a minion type. So she herself has no minion type. So you could Uther her and then buff other minion. This is mm -hmm. funky. This is the weirdest Caligos yet. But all of the stuff that you just talked about, Theatar, Manted Queen, um, Uther, like all of those things are very late game minions, right? So like you have Theater to, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to very much like, this is a, a late game finisher style thing like Caligos. And I mean, Caligos feels like, scaling is not quite as bad as it was in previous like Battlegrounds metas, but it's still definitely there. And Caligos in some instances in some lobbies feels way too slow. So I feel like Theatar probably also will be way too slow because, again, Caligos will buff for every battle cry, will buff all of your dragons, right? And this is three friendly minions. It's capped. So they, if they want this to be relevant, they'd have to really tone down how easy it is to get poison. Mm, I wonder if that's something they're doing. <laughs> Foreshadowing. 
Do you want to talk about the poison thing and then we'll talk about the demon thing? I do, yes. Okay, let's talk about the poison thing. I know nothing, so... <laughs> uh, well, it's... it's This is all on pretty you. Pretty straightforward. Um, you know that minion SI7? I do. You don't anymore. He gone. Oh. But you know that minion Toxfin? I remember. He back. But Toxfin was so toxic. <laughs> people hated Toxfin. Toxfin. That's why we made Seffin. <laughs> it's people. So like people don't like poison because it makes their big thing die. True. However, when you put Manticween in the game, when you bring Nightmare Amalgam back, when you have Leroy, single minion dying now, like we've all accepted in our in our lives that this is just a thing that happens. And while people disliked one minion getting poison, they replaced it with something that gave all of your minions poison, which did not make the problem better. So, mm. instead, they're letting Murloc still exist. But they are bringing back Toxin, because he's a, he's a good boy that did nothing wrong. Uh, and we're, And you can put poison on a minion here and there. And if you poison your amalgam now... It'll be like you're back in 2019, and then Leroy will run into it, and you will lose your battle in the lobby, and it doesn't work the same way anymore. So, with the amount of counterplay now, I think single-target poison is a lot less threatening. And, if you want late-game scaling to matter, you cannot have a full-board poison generator on turn on Tier 5. You just can't do it. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. When you said earlier, um, when we were you know getting ready for the show and whatever, and you said that they were reworking poison, I was really hoping with all of the seeming like separations that they're making between BGs and traditional Hearthstone, I was really hoping that they had like reworked how poison worked in Battlegrounds, period. I was hoping you were going to say something like they get to poison one thing and then the poison falls off <laughs> or something like that. You know, even if it's got divine shield and poison, it could still kill one thing and then that poison is used up and then it's just like the minion with its stats left over. Um, so I'm like, I guess they're probably still bound by the code that underlies Hearthstone itself for how some of those mechanics work. Um, and you know, I'm not a game dev, I'm not a, a coder, so I don't know what exactly Hearthstone looks like and its inner workings, but, uh, that was, that was kind of my hope is that like, you get one, <laughs> you get to poison one. The first thing you hit gets poison. That's it. <laughs> they would, they would make a new mechanic probably. Um, yeah. like it's, they could, cause they can easely, they have made new mechanics for BG, like Avenge is BG's oh, yes, only. Yeah. Avenge is, uh, yeah. Avenge is new. Yeah. So, they would do they would do like some kind of like soul rot or something that had to do with anima and it would be red instead of green and the thing that it hit would just get like <laughs> slurped up and die um and uh they didn't do that like it's you still need poison because you need if you don't have some answer for unmitigated scaling then these quest rewards are going to be really goofy and whoever gets the best one mm -hmm. right away just wins immediately like poison needs to be in the game because otherwise there are some strategies that just do not have a counter and then a snowball can never be stopped yeah, but I think it, like in some cases, like it, it just because it's so good, it just feels like the only thing that you should probably yeah. be doing. And and that's not great either. So a toned down version and, you know, maybe the Toxfin Seffin swap will be enough to tone it down to make it so that it's not so reliable and the only way to go and the only thing you should be aiming for, you know, but we'll see once uh, once these changes come in next Tuesday. Um, but they're reworking demons as well. What's going on there? 
they are very snack based so i honestly relate to them a lot personally <laughs> um it's the time of day when i'm going to be playing bgs i'm going to see myself in these minions so all there are so many early game snack minions which is so okay we'll start with the changes the existing minions that have changed Imprisoner is now a tier 1 2 2, so it's a 2 2 taunt that makes a 1 1 imp, because Icky Imp was apparently way too good at completing quests. Um, and Impulsive Trickster went from a uh, tier 1 2 2 to a tier 2 2 3. This is the thing that gave its health away. Uh, it, many of you may recall that being Super Ghost of Macaw. Uh, they also mm-hmm. removed a few demons. Soul Devourer that, that ate a demon and got plus 3 plus 3, or uh, that ate a demon, uh, gained its stats and 3 gold. Nathrism Overseer and Icky Imp, as discussed. Uh, in addition, there are a bunch of new minions. Uh, just before you go too, too far into this, I do want to just like reiterate, remind the graphics that we are showing on stream right now. These are from the Hearthstone Battlegrounds podcast. Um, these are not our images or anything else. So just a disclaimer. Thank you to them for all of this information. They are screen grabbed as well from Discord because I'm just grabbing a whole bunch of Discord links right now. So yeah, this is not our work. This is them. They are awesome. Go follow. Link is in the chat room. We will put a link. uh, All the links to everything are in our show notes as well. But big shout out to them. And thank you for doing all this work. Yep, we... I got these from a Discord clip pasted by somebody else that screen grabbed Educated Collins' stream while he was streaming the podcast. So, uh, you know, six layers of Kevin Bacon here. But yes, yeah. thank you so much, Collins and Shady Bunny, for putting this together. And thank you so much for to Dom and Mitchell for going on the episode and sharing all that. So, Picky Eater, Tier 1, 1-1, one, one, Battlecry, Consume a Random Minion in Bob's Tavern, Gain its Stats. Tier 2... Piggyback Imp. This is the same one as in Constructed. It's a 4-1 demon. Death Rattle Summon a 4-1. So just, you know, happens twice. Kind of reborn, I guess. Mind Muck. This is a weird one. Battlecry, choose a friendly demon. It consumes a random minion in Bob's Tavern to gain its stats. So this makes a different demon hungry. This is a demon, <laughs> but it doesn't get bigger. You just... Somebody mind, else does. You just, like, you, te- you text someone else about your lunch... And then they message you back like, thanks, I'm hungry now, I'm going to go have <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, now but, I need pizza. <laughs> yeah. Mind Muck is poking people and being like, hey, I had some pizza for lunch. And now everyone listening to this show wants pizza right now. I yeah. am your Mind Muck, listener. <laughs> That's what I'm doing to you. So, and that means you can cycle the Mind Muck. You want to buy this and sell it, which is good because if this just ate the mini, you want to keep it. This makes something else hungry. So you get to sell this. Uh, and then okay, there is... And then Legion Overseer. This one's a little weird. Three tier three, four, four. Minions and Bob's Tavern have plus two, plus two. Now uh, this is the tavern manipulation that you're talking about. So if you play yeah. the overseer, you're gonna buff the tavern and then you snack it. Then you snack it, yes. Now the minions, I believe, do actually keep it permanently if you buy them. Let me see here. I want to make I sure I confirm so. yeah. this. The minion that you buy keeps the buff permanently, so it does permanently, like, anything that's in the tavern, as long as you have this minion when you buy it, the minion's a little bigger. But it does also, like, your your snacks are now, like, family size. Like, they're just a little, mm-hmm. like, if you know, have the extra <laughs> couple Reese's, it's okay. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, so, and this is also, this is not a battle cry. This is just a persistent effect that aura. happens. Yeah, yeah, as long as this is on the board. 
very cool on on your board. So if this is in the tavern, it doesn't impact the tavern, obviously. I say Correct. obviously, but I would probably make that mistake. <laughs> oh man, that's a yeah. lot of that's a lot of demon changes. So let's uh, yeah. So picky eater, imp, mind muck, overseer, and they're and they're getting rid of a bunch of stuff too. So. I, th- I think I'm happy with the change, especially the move to tier two, just because I feel like we've been doing the um, impulsive trickster stuff where, you know, like Macaw, you mentioned Baron, you know, like that was definitely a comp that we had seen. It feels like for a really, really long time. So it's nice that that change has happened because, you know, just the move up to tier two means that you're going to see less of them and they're going to triple less often like there just are less copies of them right so it makes it a little bit probably less viable which is a good thing like i say i'm just sick of it it's just happened a lot so um i think that's a really good change i'm i'm happy about that yeah this yeah. is cool we haven't <laughs> seen all the changes we've only gotten a few of them this was one of the reworks that was teased i am sure if they're doing this demons they're probably doing some stuff elsewhere. We just don't know about it yet. We'll see when the patch notes come out, whenever they come out. We know mm-hmm. we'll have the patch on Tuesday. Um, I'm pretty interested in seeing where all this stuff goes. Uh, I'm pretty interested in playing some BGs next week. Well, it's it's unclear how many heroes I'll have at the time, but I know I'm going to play anyways. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, all of the, like, shitty predatory monetization and runestones aside, um, I really do think that Battlegrounds, they've got some cool stuff going on for Season 2, and I'm really excited to see how all of that plays out. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's kind of a, it's a shame that all the cool stuff kind of got lost in the in the conversation this week. So um, I'm looking forward to, again, the patch comes out on August 30th, so you guys can uh, go and check it out then. Um, we should have patch notes before that. So we will be talking about all of that stuff. We'll be talking about the patch notes. We'll be talking about our first impressions. We're talking about everything next week on uh, right here on twitch.tv slash Joss Plays. We'll be recording on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. A reminder that TAC is... our permanent is- time now. It is it's our permanent, permanent time, time yet. Oh, did we not say that? Yes, we have permanently moved to Wednesdays because we kept scheduling things for Mondays. And then the Hearthstone team was like, hey, information's coming Tuesday. So what you talk about is instantly no longer relevant. <laughs> so, yeah, we have permanently moved to Wednesdays. That's also going to work with patches and patch timing and stuff. It'll give us when new expansions come out, we'll have a day to play before we can actually come in here and talk about it. So there is a lot of good reasons for moving to Wednesday. So we have done it permanently. This is our new night. Same time, technically. <laughs> so uh, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, reminder, the TAC is supported by our epic patrons. You can become a patron over at patreon.com slash TAC, giving you access to our t- our tack discord i keep for some reason wanting to say tgi and that is not right that is not it (laughs) a very big thank you to our patreon producer dustin c thank you so much for supporting the show the back catalog of all the angry chicken episodes can be found over at theangrychicken.com and you can follow the show on twitter at tack podcast uh again you can find us on wednesday nights at 8 p.m eastern right here on twitch.tv slash joss plays or the next day on your podcast app of choice uh hat where can folks find you and everything that you do on the internet apparently the only thing i do is two hour podcast episodes because we did it again you can find me 
You can find me on twitter.com slash ridiculous hat. That is the hub of my content. Also, I do two other Hearthstone podcasts. Coin Conceit, make the competitive side of the game more accessible to you. We're in coinconceit.com. Uh, and then Vicious Syndicate, we take a data-driven look at the high-level legend metagame over at viciousyndicate.com. That's all for me. Joss, what about you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. And please do go check out my general gaming podcast. It's called The Gamers In. And uh, this past uh, week, we talked about, oh, the Two Point Campus, which is a, a like university campus management sim. So it just came out. It's free on Game Pass. Uh, we talked about basically all platforms, all games, everything from AAA to indie. So if you are interested at all in general gaming, do go and check out the gamers in that's going to do it for us this week thank you all for listening thank you bofer for the raid and thank you all for being here live it's been amazing until next week job's done job's done Job's done.